Hello everyone and welcome to Geek Tant, the home of RPG goodness and general tomfoolery. My name is Zach, and the spooky guest that I have on with me this evening, uh, co-host John Christian Heide. Hello everyone. Awesome. That's the best <laughs> I could do, man. I'm sorry. You said spooky, and I'm like, that's the that's what I do with my three-year-old, and she that's loves right. it. So I'm yes. sure everybody out there is going to enjoy that, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Shadow Zach, you're already spooky, just in name alone. And I'm too scared to say anything, because John's ghost noise was spot on. Well, oh, what can right. I say? Yeah. It's like Amityville Horror. Fantastic. I, I <laughs> right. Gridlock, you are not going to... Okay, so I apologize to the podcast listener, but Gridlock, you are not going to waste your time... Watching, watching Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Oh, man. No, no, is, no, no. You are no, being no. so trolled Unless right you now. go into it with that sort of an attitude, and then you are going to waste your time. Um, you know why I love this so much? Because this, this is right now, this is your mic trolling you about Dragonland stuff, like Taladas oh, and stuff like that. Oh, man. I don't Keep know. Keep it coming, Gridlock. My, my blood pressure is way too high already, and we love it. started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we've got we've got five movies that we're going to breeze through tonight, um, and because we have five, we're not going to spend a, an enormous amount of time on any of them. Um, if you watch the first movie marathon, horror movie marathon that we did a few weeks ago with Zach and I, um, we watched, I think we talked about four movies, or did we talk five, Zach? I think we did four. We did four. So this time we're doing five. Zach picked three of these. Um, I picked one, and John picked one. Um and I'm uh, so glad I did because I at least had one that I enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, yeah. So I think what makes sense is that we will do a Zach, a Shadow Zach movie, and then one of John and I's movies, and then a Shadow Zach movie, and one of John and I's Shadow Zach movie, right? Um, and I think that the one that we should save till the end as kind of like quick wrap up is the Beyond the Black Rainbow. Gotcha. Because Perfect. John has not seen this, and I don't have a lot to say about it. So if we have to cut one for time, I think that's okay. the one to axe. Sure. Um, but the others, I think, are worth discussing, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, other than that, I think other qualifiers, just so people know, if you didn't see the list, um, we're going to be talking about Beyond the Black Rainbow, potentially. We're going to be talking, uh, Zach's other two movies are VHS 94. Mm-hmm. And uh, the House of the Devil, and then uh, John's movie is Drag Me to Hell, and my movie is Sushi Girl. So those are the those are the weird, weird, weird five movies that you've got on your list. I I would say before we get into it, uh, and and I'm gonna hold John's tongue for a moment, but I would say that John accidentally stepped into round two of my weird movie collection because John has suffered through a here's Zach's list of weird sci-fi movies once already. And was like, what the hell? Right? <laughs> I sure did. I sure uh, did. Cause you had to watch Pandora, right? At one I point. Did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, and Troy dodged the bullet this time. Yeah. Oh, man. Zero theorem. Tubes um, and hoses everywhere. Yeah. So this is, this is, I, I, I was like, I was watching some of these movies again. And I'm like, John got round two and I didn't even realize it, but it's kind of beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I did. I realized it. <laughs> awesome. So, all right, let's dive into this. Um, I think we should start with VHS 94. Perfect. Okay. Yep. So um, what we did last time, which I thought I really liked. So we're, let's try this again. Um, John, can you give us just like a, a, a one minute or less recap of what VHS 94 is? And Zach could tell you a few. This is a prove that you actually oh saw the movie. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, that <laughs> that is that is untoward, sir. <laughs> but but I'll do my best. The best way that I can summarize it is it's an anthology series based mm-hmm. on like found footage, shaky cam uh, footage from the '90s specifically. So it's all like camcorder and pre uh, pre high def, right? So uh, uh, the two or three that really stuck out to me. One was uh, the 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 Cthulian rat god in the sewers one, mm-hmm. and the uh, or th- like the a storm th- drain. Th- yeah, the storm drain. Thank you. <clears throat> and then there was the uh, um, uh, like the the mad scientist and two Frankenstein type like uh, yes. people co- hybrids of yeah. 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 And then the then the other one that I could think of that's off the top of my head because it's the one that I watched first. It was several weeks ago. The other one was the the girl stuck in the the mortuary mm-hmm. overnight with a dead body. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. I can't I can't remember what the last one was, honestly. But the last one was the uh first Patriots movement militia. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh, that's right. That's right. And then there was also like there was stuff that was going on in between, right? So it was yeah. all interspersed and there was this kind of like overarching Narrative. uh thread. You know, kind of like they kind of glued everything together too. So yeah, that's kind of the that's the the high level of it. Yeah, that that's it. That's a great. <laughs> I did watch it. See, <laughs> <laughs> holy moly! All right. Now, that's Zach, why did you pick this one for us to watch? I didn't. You picked all three of them. Well, listen, let's pretend <laughs> for a minute that I had nothing to do with this. Yeah. Ooh, I gave you a list of thirty-one movies, and you gave me three that you wanted to watch. Oh <laughs> man, that buzz came coming around <laughs> that corner. All right. Well, fair enough. I love anthology stuff. Yes. I love anthology books. Yeah. I love anthology shows. Like this is a no-brainer for me. I'm going to watch any anything that you say, recommend or suggest even that has the word anthology in it. I'm down mm. for. So, that's the fast answer because yeah. these require very little investment. I can hate one of these episodes and really enjoy the next one. Mm-hmm. Um and also I don't like long horror movies for the most part. Mm. Um and not that it's the shorter the better, but like an anthology guarantees I'm not going to walk out the other end and be like, this was too long. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like that's that's my answer for why we watched it. And and the reason it was on my list to begin with uh, is because, again, anthology found footage mm-hmm. takes place in the 90s. All that stuff is my jam. So, I mean, I, I love every I loved all the it's hands down my favorite of the VHS movies. Oh, man, I love you, Zach, but I didn't. OK. That's cool. Well, okay. I, mean, I was like, I was talking to, I was talking to, to, to Zach, uh, not Shadow Zach, but uh, uh, Zach Zach about this before the show. And I was like, man, I really hope I don't hurt Z- uh, Shadow Zach's feelings with some of these. Cause I like, just did not like, not, like I understand, like, I think what I like is I like the premise for me. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed like you found footage is fine. Like during the time that it was in, if it's done really, if it's done right and done well. Right. But it's one of those mm-hmm. things where it was like a, it was a medium of entertainment for a certain period of time. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know that I could do like an entire, uh, an entire uh, anthology about it, but I love anthologies too. I love creep show. I love trick or treat. I love like, I love those. Like it's the same kind of formula of like, you've got like four or five different tales, tales from the crypt kind of stuff where it's like, mm-hmm. it's all interspersed and it's thread together. So I love that. And I love that it was in the nineties, man. I just didn't. And it wasn't that it was, it's more it's very indie right it's super yeah. indie and it's like you, it is you it, made it's a, it was made for nickel right like oh that. yeah you can tell it's very run and gun guerrilla yeah. style uh filmmaking which i got that's not the reason why it didn't do it for me i don't know man it's just uh like 
of the th- things I was telling Zach about, like there are certain kinds of horror movies that I just don't like because they just either go too far or they're too weird. Mm-hmm. S- scary is fine. Gory is fine. Those are fine. But when it gets weird or uh, disturbing, is I am, that I'm is my, in. that's my like bread and butter. I like, know it here. is, but I should have known better because let me tell you some friends at home and listeners at home, just so you know, if that's not your jam, you should, <laughs> you may want to, <laughs> You may want to go watch Poltergeist or something like that again and uh, and go into the PG-13 section because it was it wasn't scary. It was just like, God, man, that's weird as hell, man. (laughs) (laughs) So that storm drain one, the first one Uh with the big rat God thing, I did not really care about it until Uh I saw that weird puppet thing at the end. And I was like, I am all in on this. And then it was basically over at that point. Right. Like, um, but but it's it's not a great buildup to something that is then fantastic in my eyes like yeah. what okay i'm gonna have to thoroughly disagree first of all <laughs> she's Here just she's it's just such a such a conceivable way that they would end up in that storm drain first of all I, whatever you, whatever you want to say they go in there and okay so i was sitting right here in this seat probably been about six months ago and that was i'd already watched vhs1 vhs2 um and viral which uh don't waste your time with that one but so i was like okay i'm on to 94 and i'm watching that and they find bill right yeah and they're interviewing him and she's like are you the rat man and he just looks up and his pupils do that dilating thing and the stuff starts coming and i was like no 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 no. i had to like get up and turn the lights on i was like nope that is not okay it does a 12 minute mark like that's (laughs) two-thirds of the way through the movie i'm saying like like, okay, you know what? I, I'm willing to give you this one, Zach, because again, it's 20 minutes of a movie, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed the whole back half. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it. I did not enjoy. I felt like I was being drug along a little bit in the preamble to get to Bill in the sewer, right? When he gets yeah. weird, like I'm yeah. like, okay, now we're weird to something funky. I thought we could have probably halved the amount of time that it took to get there. That's fair. I thought once you got into the weird rat cult and the fact that it's the pastor mm-hmm. that you see in the opening in the in the, the, uh, like, the interviews so yeah. fun. Like yeah. I yeah. And I then said, she gets rescued and at the end hail rat. Oh <laughs> I my love gosh. That, part. Yeah. that that was actually like the the only part about it. I was like, "All right, that's kind of funny." It, it didn't it wasn't like but it's funny <laughs> at that point. It's not like yeah. and so like I, I loved, uh, I loved the practical effects, right? Like to, yeah. to your point, Zach. That oh God, this is going to get really difficult, <laughs> Zach. Um, That's fine. But, we we can we can work with it. We'll but the work. but the pu- like the puppet, right? It made, it was it went called back to me for like Stan Winston uh-huh. and uh, uh, um, uh, Tom Savini, right? Like practical effects, r- rubber mask type stuff. So I appreciated that, and I think I liked it. I think what got me was it wasn't just how weird or macabre. Or, or like just odd it was it just there was like the implausibility of going in and i thought for sure for sure that that dude in the, the in the beginning that she interacted with there was going to be some component of it was like going to save the day or oh yeah part of it or something like that and he's just like oh. he's just gone there's nothing it's like now okay. we'll have to move quickly through these because we're we're in danger of talking for a long time about every single episode here that's true i right. will say that the empty wake episode on this one was the the one that did the least for me. Mm-hmm. And it was because I was so angry 
at how bad that girl was at her job. Yeah. The entire yeah. movie <laughs> that I, the horror didn't do it because she's, she takes her shoes off at a, she's the funeral home attendant. Yeah. And yeah. She's like working awake and she's got her shoes off, like hanging out. I'm like, this woman deserves to be fired if not killed. Right. Yeah. Like, like there's, there's a, yeah, I, I, I did not, I, it made me, it made, it made me see red is what it did. Um, <laughs> No. Um, that's fair I but i felt like the rest of it was off. okay oh i saw it like i saw it the minute it happened and it stayed with me the entire movie because she never puts them back on until the dude shows up right like the one dude shows up and she's like oh hello sir how are you doing let me go get my shoes that's literally what she does and i'm like what professional i <laughs> That's the reason this why she was like doing a, the, that's why she was doing the overnight gig. Yeah. Right. It was, it was like a punishment for her her unprofessionalism, right? I got so angry. Anyhow, no, I, I don't have that, anything else to say about that. One, that, that one was yeah, that one's one that was like it was it slogged a, a lot, right? Where they were I think they were trying to build tension in it and it just didn't pay, there was no the payout was just it didn't do anything yeah. for me. I think that the the other one that I really that stuck with me was again the the mechanical Frankenstein mad scientist. That uh, one was one. fun. Yeah. That was, it was fun. It was it was fine. I think it was again. It was those. It was just like it was. Don't show me what she looks like. Don't show me what she looks like. Oh come on, man! No, it just like <laughs> I I, it went, I it went into it went into so this, much, but it went it into just. I know what it is. I know what it. I know what it was. Body horror. Yeah, I'm not into, I think I'm not and into I'm, body horror. I love that. So Good for you're you. You're learning man. a lot just you. in this series about. John about doesn't like all. body horror. John doesn't uh, like body horror. That's the one way to Zach's heart. Uh-uh. And um, yeah, so oh, the subject, yeah, yeah. And see, that's the one where, as soon as I watched this, I was like, Zach would enjoy this. I bet I did. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> this is fantastic. Somebody's getting their their bodies are mutilated and their faces are are part robot. That's yeah, good. I'm like good that. with that. Please sign me up. And it was all done. Yeah. Anyhow, um, terror. The the first Patriots one. Let's round out here. I mm-hmm. had so much fun with this. I knew where it was going so quickly, mm-hmm. and it was such a fun lighthearted type of horror i was on board the whole way through this is yeah. this this may i got to this one i'm like i'm glad i watched this series like all the others like various degrees of enjoyment this one it's like worth the hour and a half yeah it's easily the strongest one of of the entire group and it's like you said it's just a ton of fun especially with the exploding John is- rabbit the first time you see it <laughs> john is shaking his head like no well, like, I, 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 my like experience horror movies are like they, they can be fun, they can be campy, right? I think that I kind of, yeah. I think you can kind of get that with Drag Me to Hell. There's some of that that's in there where it's like, it's oh, we're gonna it get is, there, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, we're gonna get there, right? But uh, but this one it was like it, it was kind of forgettable for me, honestly. Oh really? Uh, I had I, I wanted yeah. more. I wanted more of that. I wanted a whole anthology series <laughs> just uh, <laughs> just just, on just this vampire and the first Patriots movement. Like yeah. I was I was on board for that one. Yeah. yeah. I know we rushed, but actually we've spent 10 minutes talking about this one movie, which is yeah. perfect. Um, and, and we'll have more time to talk about the plot and everything of, of these others. Now that we're through that. Um, I thank you, Zach. This was I good choice for me. Bad choice for John, which I think makes it a success for the stream. Right. <laughs> it sure does, man. That's, that's exactly what you're lo- aiming for in the, your, your target Kirk, demographic. There. Kirk turned it off before the last one. Ah, oh, Kirk, you, you missed out. All right. Well, let's, no, let's didn't. give John his due. Let's talk about drag me to hell next. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So oh. who, who like, so, uh, so shadows. Yeah. Out. Yeah, t- yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's start us off here. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, cause let me just preface this by saying 
I tried to watch this movie twice after it came out and it not to nothing to say about the movie itself, just probably the times in which I tried to watch it mm-hmm. probably late at night as I was going to bed, I failed to stay awake to finish it. And then somehow just have been sleeping on it for this long. So the, fi- oh, the movie itself is about <clears throat> a woman who uh, works as a loan officer at a bank uh, who's dating Justin Long because who wouldn't? And then <laughs> Because he's dreamy. Because <laughs> he's he's just he's an every he's just the everyman. I love uh, him. but I do too. I love that he's in everything. He just randomly shows up. But anyway, so uh, in this relationship, um, a, a Roma woman, an elderly Roma woman, who they use the word gypsy a lot in this film. So if you are uh, <laughs> sensitive to that uh, slur, particular slur, it it does get used a lot. But yeah, um. Roma woman comes in and asks for uh, an extension on her mortgage. Uh, And the main character, whose name I've forgotten, she is kind of up for this promotion and her boss leaves it up to her whether or not she approves this extension or not. Kind of, uh, you know, saying, hey, you got to make tough decisions if you want to, you know, be the boss. So she denies the loan. Uh, you know, a scene ensues and this Roma woman ends up cursing her. Um, And the rest of the movie is basically her just trying to find a way to, you know, figuring out about the curse and then finding a way to get this curse off of her and onto someone else. At one point she, I honestly thought she was going to give it to Stu, but she doesn't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's it. And in the nutshell, the ending, I love the ending. Um, I will say it has a it has a healthy dose of Sam Raimi uh, Gonzo oh, yes. effects in it. Oh yes, uh, and that's probably for me. While I love some good Gonzo effects in a Sam Raimi horror movie, that's the one part that kind of pulled me out at times. But again, it wasn't anything major, it, and I kind of come to expect that with his movies. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good summary. Now, let me ask you this though: I think that we you should uh, you should capitalize on the effect of the curse a bit kind of give can you, can you sure. like yeah i think that's i think that's an important component of uh, of the of the movie and the story so basically the curse is that the what is it a demon the lamia i think it's mm-hmm. called yeah yep will come from hell and pull her you know claim her soul and drag her back down to hell mm-hmm. torments and, her for three days and then yeah. does it right yeah mm-hmm. John, I love you. This is as much as as much as we gave you the runaround and and like introduced you to the worst stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be really careful here. I like Sam Raimi in certain mm-hmm. ways, sure. and I think his dialogue a lot of times is fun and his effects sometimes are fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could not have picked a, a like a movie that makes me want to turn it off every <laughs> 5 minutes. <laughs> right? I don't like cringe. This movie has so much cringe in it. And I like I like cringe. I like I yeah, like yeah. not gore is not my no, thing. No, it's not like a, silly gore, like silly gross out and and gross like so vomit, wet hair, yes, whatever yes. is yeah, not me. she vomits me. she vomits a cat up. Yes. No, and she I am like up, I don't like, I don't want that. Oh, it's perfect, all. man. No. It's so good. No. I was because like I, the reason why it's so good though is because it's so silly and ridiculous. It's not like it's it is 
and that's a, that's such a Sam Raimi thing, right? If you go back and yeah. you look at the the Evil Dead series, mm-hmm. obviously, and especially in like uh, Army of Darkness, is hilarious, right? That kind of like you can tell that whatever he's doing, it, he's doing this to like it's a fun horror movie. Yeah, it's supposed to it's, but it never winks at the camera. But it's yeah. you know that it's just like it is like a, a, a like the the, uh, the the circular slide at the playground is really all this thing is is supposed to be is like fun and weird not weird but like gross right like mm-hmm. it's just like fart humor vomit stuff right so that's like yeah that got me I I'm sorry Zach I'm hate I, like it oh man, my gosh I'm, man. I'm standing like, by my man I, I love Sam I <laughs> I made it through and there's parts of it that I, I could enjoy right like like sure. there were it was not like I hated every moment of this right mm-hmm. it's just that like I didn't like I struggled to like get hooked on it and uh, I understand I definitely understand Zach you like the ending you said mm-hmm. I did not because I felt like it was a I want to have my cake and eat it too ending because I understand that they're trying to communicate that um she is she is the protagonist of the movie. She is a person that we are encouraged to like, but they're mm-hmm. also trying to imply or give her just enough faults to where they can get away with dragging mm-hmm. her to hell at the mm-hmm. end. Right. And I did not feel like that there was enough of a balance there. I wanted her to be a little bit more mean, a little bit, not, not mean entirely. It's like her only personal trait, but I wanted her to be a little bit more of a person that when the end happens, we say, Ugh. right. Well, but can she, I say yeah. how mediocre was her acting? I think that was reason enough to drag her to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Look, nobody said that they were winning the Oscars on this thing. I, was about, and I never, I never made that claim. I don't That's, think you're ever going to get that in a horror movie. I enjoyed it. Uh... Yeah. yeah, that's probably true. Uh, um, I love um, so Mike's uh, making some comments in chat, and I, I I'm completely fascinated by this. But yeah, I I don't know. I like because they have that whole extended sequence of she can give the curse to someone else and send them mm-hmm. to hell, and she doesn't. Right? Yes. Even the guy that she hates, she can't do it. And to mm-hmm. me, to me. If you were going to make it so that she deserves that ending, then you have her give the nickel that she doesn't know is a nickel to Stu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then as an audience, we're like, oh, she gave it to that person. She yet like we could kind of get on board with that because we don't like Stu either. But we also right. know then it justifies the end. And then like it also doesn't just like it, it would have all worked a little bit better for me. Yeah. I'm not trying to be the director here. <laughs> I'm just saying that like it was one step too far for the ending for me. And. I had a lot of fun. Like I, I liked the cheesiness of it. I liked mm-hmm, a lot sure. of the actors, even though they were not right trying yeah. to to act for the most part. Right. Like they were like, I we know good... what we know what this is. We know exactly what it is that we're doing. <laughs> and Sam's like, you know what? It's fine. Chew up every single scene. It's fine. You enjoy yourself. <laughs> I think that part of this too, like I'm thinking about like the story, and I, I'm trying to think about the critiques that you got right, and not necessarily like countering them, but I think part of it was that. Um, she, like she was kind of like the part of the moral the morality play i think maybe that sam was trying to come across with it is like it, that you still have to pay for the the ramif- you have still have ramifications for your actions right yeah she mm-hmm. couldn't escape it like it was a curse right and that's not it's not a hollywood ending like one no, of my favorite right. like one of my favorite yeah. horror like, and i like those kinds of endings where the bad guys win or you know michael myers falls off the the ledge hits the ground the, loomis comes around and he's gone 
right? Like yeah. the, where the, 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 the monster gets away to, to horrify somebody later on or in the mist where there's like that morality play, you know, of never give up hope. Like the real monster was hopelessness the entire time. Yeah. Right. And that yeah. I like, I like that, like the challenging the status quo of a Hollywood, the, the Hollywood formula, because yeah. that's the kind like, not with like, uh, not with every single franchise necessarily, but I think every once in a while t- doing like that challenge is, I do. Uh, is and good, I agree. Good I, there. I like that. It had a different ending. Like, I really like that. She gets drugged to hell at the end. I just wanted it to be, I don't know. I, I, well, cause telegraphed I think, more maybe like think, there's a, like I reasoning. The, I think the pretty girl that we're encouraged to like in most moments of the movie, it's fun to have her not be the survivor at the mm-hmm. end. Right. Like, I like that part of it. I just, I think like, I like the missed ending. So I'm not sure like, cause that ending isn't, those people aren't justified in their mm-hmm. horrific mm-hmm. death, but, but here, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I agree with your take though. I think that the, I think you nailed it with like, if she had given the nickel to stew that would be enough to justify the ending. And I, that's the one, like when I was watching it, I was like, after it was over, I was like, I had the same thought. Like, I wish she'd given him that. And I couldn't figure out why, but I think that's why. Hmm. Yeah. Cause it feels, I don't know. I don't know. I can uh, like, it, we, we, I, we, we could live on this movie probably for another 20 minutes and, and just dig, dive deep. Um, <laughs> Just, just get intimate with it. Um, but well, this, and that's, I think it serves its purpose. Purpose, right? That you've yeah. got like this. It's this three. Like the, one of the things I love about Sam Raimi is it's Three Stooges horror, right? And yeah. I, that, I, I love that brand because it is not so dark and morose that it's just it's dark the entire time, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I th- there's there are these, and it's not even like interspersed with levity necessarily. It's peppered throughout. And I kind of mm-hmm. like I like that like a lighter take on horror while it still is horror and it's kind of gross out like a yeah. uh, like a like a National Lampoon's type of horror vibe right so that's kind of yeah. one of the reasons I think why it got me more than anything else why I, I think so much. I think there is this underlying trend that Mike's pointed out too and, and, and if you're listening to the podcast you're missing a fascinating discussion on Twitch um, but um, I do think that there is this interesting undercurrent of she's a rural country girl right like that's mm-hmm. communicated over and over it's it's hammered into it. it's not in a bad way it's just like hey you need to know this about her and then mm-hmm. you have the city which is her boyfriend his parents the bank right yeah that is influencing her mm-hmm. to be tougher to be meaner to make hard choices right sure and then you have the other and i think that the interactions of those three is interesting right that that you know the 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 influence of the city ruins this 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 girl's interaction with the other because she would have mm-hmm. she would have given that uh, that uh, uh, to use the the movie word the gypsy woman she would have given her the loan extension if it hadn't have been for the bank manager right like that's right. definitely the implication she, that she would well, have what they were what they were they were showing and to that point is that they were trying to show that she was selling herself out. For the yeah. sake of like, yes. the, the, like all of the things that that life tempted her with, that she betrayed her simple rural, um, like her moral compass, right? Like the the, the yeah. quote unquote the, the true good, and she sold out, and as a result of selling out, she was effectively selling her soul to the devil. Yeah, and that's what the that's the what the actual curse yeah. was. I really thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot a to like movie. about this movie. I. Yeah. I would say it is, it is a good 
horror movie. I don't understand how it got as much critical love as it did. I don't think it was mm. that good. But I, right. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Mm. Cool. Based on the fact that it's PG-13, especially. Not that you right. can't have good PG-13 horror movies, but it's a lot harder. They push the envelope on the gross out with a PG-13 movie. That's a really great point. Definitely. That was one of those where I'd completely forgotten that it was until I was rifling through it and, and rewatching it. Yeah. And I was like, holy smokes. This yeah. is... I don't know how they'd get away with that today. Honestly. Oh, they I would. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? I also, yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on because we got we got three more <laughs> movies, and and I oh, mean, I just want to sit in some of these, but but that's not the point. Um, so now we're to House of the Devil. Um, I will. I'll do my best on this one, even though I it, it's been several weeks since I've seen it. Okay. Uh, but the premise is pretty tight, right? Like mm-hmm. the premise is college gal. Needs money, f- takes a babysitting gig, goes out into the woods, out into the woodland, and uh, to this estate, finds out that it's not to watch a baby, it's to watch an elderly mother, while mm-hmm. um, older husband and wife go watch the eclipse somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, she stays there for a time, and uh, people start coming back, and it is not... It's not, it's not the gig that she thought, even though she wasn't, she was prepared for it to get to a certain level of weird and uncomfortable. It goes further. It's a cult. She be, she's the, she's the next sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And, um, will she make it out or will she not? It's kind of the, the, the mm-hmm. end of the movie. Right. Um, I adored this movie. Yeah. It's like, as far as horror movies go, top marks. I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings on this one. I would have thought you'd have loved it. I said the same thing. I said, hang on, let me tell you something. I'm going to start with the good. First off, first off, you had me at a a period piece. It's in the eighties. You know, I love the eighties and I love the way that it was filmed. Mm -hmm. Like in, in that the way that it was the cinematography in it. I I liked it. And man, you could really tell that the, the person that was directing this and the cinematographer that worked together, they were really trying to make some really good. They did make some fantastic shots. Mm -hmm. Um, the, uh, I liked, uh, was, is it Tony Todd? No, not, um, What's the uh, name of the guy? He was uh, he was uh, in RoboCop too. Yeah, he he was the evil RoboCop or whatever. Like him being Tim in it was like oh. or something. Yeah, like Tom that's Noonan. cool. Yeah, Tom Tim Noonan, Noonan. Yeah, Ted Noonan. Yeah, I liked him being in it. I thought that was neat, right? And mm-hmm. then ET's mom was at the very beginning. It's like oh, that's cool. That's, that's a nice little callback. And so um, and it, 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 go ahead and and the the her friend is Greta Gerwig, who is mm-hmm. all over the news right now for Barbie, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah. Does that hurt? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't that's hurt. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, my. Yeah. I was like, before, as soon as they I were saw famous. It, I was like, what the hell? Like, that's so cool. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. But, okay. So here's what happens though. There's a lot of it. It felt like an eighties movie. Oh or, yeah. Like, almost like it was like, it was on the line too. Right. It, it wasn't was. like, it wasn't mid eighties or late eighties. It was definitely like 79 to 83 is where it felt yeah. like it, it firmly the movie set. set in 83. So you're right, you're so, right on the money. Right? So it's perfect. Right. Okay, here's here's where it. I even like the overall premise of it of what they were trying to do. Here's what happened. It was boring as hell. No, <laughs> that no. movie was so, no, no. Seriously, guys, hang on a second. I'm sticking on this one hard, and I'm telling everybody out there: be ready to be a board off your ass whenever you watch this movie. I don't agree. No, no sir, nothing, and I mean nothing happened for 15 
minutes straight. And then you know what else happened after that? Another 30 minutes of nothing happening. She like they leave. No, no, hang on. They yeah, leave. Yeah, all right, all right. They leave. And it's like, and then oh, here's here's a shot of her walking around. Cool. Here's a shot of her going into this room. And it takes like five minutes for her to do that room. Here's a shot of her going and looking at the at the refrigerator and calling her friend. Okay. Here's a shot of her going over and sitting down and doing her homework. Here's a shot of her going over and doing this. And it was like, I kid you not, it was 15 minutes of that crap. I timed it. And here's yeah. my confession. Yeah. I got so bored. I started fast forwarding by 30 seconds because I was like, this is dragging oh. on and on. And I was, I was watching it on my phone and my, and <laughs> Mike is, I, Mike is supporting you in chat. Oh, so man. I, and my wife, my wife was like, baby is I'm, I'm sitting there going, Oh God. Oh man. This is awful. I am she goes, so angry right now. And, God, and then, and then Gabriel, <laughs> Gabriel was across the table from me and I'm sitting here on my phone looking at it like this and he goes, I could see you tapping the fast forward. I'm like, I can't help it. This is just like, this is awful. I hate this. This It was 45 minutes, people. And I mean that in the most like literal sense of nothing happening in this movie. Okay. Nothing. Counter argument. I'm ready. Go ahead. Poltergeist is an hour longer than this movie almost. And it was wonderful. And is wonderful, but has an equal amount of dead air in it. It may have an equal amount of dead air. Maybe. I don't know. I'd have to go back. It's been a while since I've watched Bolger, guys. But... I will I will argue that there were whatever it was that Spielberg did during Poltergeist, it worked and it did not work with this. Because this uh, is right, like all mundane stuff that were like where nothing it didn't carry anything forward. No, nothing. no, no. Okay, okay. But here's the thing. Here's uh-huh. here's why I liked it. This Drag is what me to boredom. Me to Thank you, movie. Mike. That's wonderful. Yeah. Drag me to boredom. <laughs> I think I that you have that first fifteen minutes, which is just set up. You're absolutely okay. right, right? Mm-hmm. And it ends like that first fifteen minutes is just setting the stage. And and I think the first 15 minutes is always the part of the horror movie that struggles for me because I know that it's just trying to get, it's trying to like get all the pieces on the board. And I'm like, we probably could have, you probably could have just like sped this up by half almost every time and been okay. Um, here's why I like that. that sec- so you have the first 15, then something happens. And then you have like the, the middle 30 minute chunk that you just sped. I love that because it's not, it wasn't doing like the typical horror thing of like build tension, build tension, build tension, build tension. It's really about us. I think trying to see that this gal is somebody that we can like and that we can root for. And that isn't a, isn't like a gross person or a mean person or a, a thief. Her, her friend is stealing candy and like sneaking stuff out from the minute one. And this girl is doing everything that she can to be like respectful of the house, but she's, she's doing her schoolwork. She's like, she tries to call the pizza place. She checks in with her friend. Like all of these things are to communicate to us that this is a person that is worth our care. Mm. I, and, and, and that to me, I think I told you, I'm like, that's something that I think the first it movie of the new series, right. Mm -hmm. And stranger things does very well, which it lets us love the mm-hmm. protagonists and actually care about them in a way and feel like these are good people or good kids that, that we should, um, that we should want to survive. Right. Um, I felt like ev- all the way through, I'm like, Oh, I like this. I like, I like, like seeing, getting to know her, getting to know how she, how she handles different situations. Like, I love that she questions everything, that she's not comfortable with what's going on. She's making choices based off money. But at the end of the day, she's not going in, like, completely ignorant. And she's trying to be careful. She has her friend come with. Like, 
all of these things are to communicate that we should be on board with her because mm-hmm. I think being on board with her is important for that last 30 minute chunk Hang on. where it just gets wild. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to argue with you that it is not a 30 minute chunk. It, it is not, it is a 15 minute chunk. Okay. That's fine. Because I, I, here's the thing. I watched, <laughs> I watched it twice. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I watched it twice the first time was like, because what happened is I felt guilty about it. And I thought, well, you know what? That's not fair because maybe there's stuff that's going on in those 30 minute clicks that it's not like, I'm not giving it's fair shake. And I felt guilty about it. Cause I knew you had told me that I was going to love it. And I wanted to love it. I was so certain. I, I was, I, was I, I wanted so badly to love it. And I watched and I watched it on that second view and I'm like, Nope, this is awful. This is just awful. And I should not have watched it a second time. And the main reason why and I, can, I know what you're saying, where you think that you say, you, you believe, and I disagree with you oh, so much. It doesn't endear me to her. She's boring as hell, too. No, I was like, I'd like, she, oh, my God. Can the cultists show up and go ahead and kill her off? Because this is like, I need this movie to end so badly, <laughs> so quickly. And then the whole, like, here's the other thing. I think what, what got it, though, is it wasn't just that it was slow and boring. The payoff was poof. It was just like, eh. Like, Okay, well, she's run through the, running through the house, and bad things are happening, and they're trying to do bad things to her. And then she goes out, and the guy says, "Don't do it." Pop. That's the end of that. And then the most cliche thing that could possibly happen next is she shows up in a hospital bed, and she's still alive. I'm like, cool. And we know where that where that ends. And then, whoop, and, when, and and when it ended, what's that? Slash pregante. <laughs> pregante. But what ends up happening? So I sit there and watch it. And whenever the credit rolls, I'm like, that's it. Okay, well, I, I oh can, man, it was I cannot be more disappointed. Not in you, Just. but in the fact that it didn't work out for you. Because yeah. I really, truly believed. Zach, you're saying the same thing. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. It just, <clears throat> again, given the premise and everything I know about you, it feels like it would have been right up your alley. I get what you're saying. The first sure. time I watched this movie back in 2014, I. I knew that I was enjoying what I was watching from a cinematic level, but I mm-hmm. was not fully invested in it as a horror movie until I got to that last 30 minutes. And the way that I described it, because I wrote an actual review about this film after the first time I watched it. Uh, you know, at first I was like laying down on the couch while I was watching this movie. By the time I got to act two, after the pizza delivery, after the scene with uh her friend in the graveyard. <clears throat> you're not the ba- you're not the babysitter. <laughs> okay. Okay, so look. That part was like that was the one thing <laughs> in the entire movie where I was like, "Ooh, all right." That and those like, practical that's good, effects. Right? Well, I'm not even talking about the practical effects, but just like the like and what well, here's the thing that sucked is like whenever that happened, I'm like, "Oh, sweet. Here we go. All right, here we go. It's going to get good. Here it's going to get good." And I got excited, and then it just got boring as hell again. <laughs> That was the other, that was like the 15 uh, minutes before that was boring. And then that well, happened and I, and I had another 30 minutes of going. What we've learned from Ooh. this is that John needs something bright and sparkly in, that front, is of not it, in front of his face for the I think I, entirety I think of a movie. No, sir. I think that I've got chat on my side on this one too, by the way, <laughs> for the, for once. I am, I am so ashamed. Well, chat, it does not get any better than that. So these, these, this last. <sighs> Yeah, we've we've ridden the high of this discussion this evening. So. God, I'm so I'm so like my I'm so anxious. Thinking I'll about say this: this the movie. reason I love this so much, aside from the aesthetic, the cinematography, even the slightly yes. off kilter and wooden acting, is because 
it is an ode to everything that is great about 80s horror movies. T. West clearly loves late 70s and 80s horror movies, and he channeled all of that love and affection into this film, and it is so obvious, and it it's what makes it my number two favorite film of all time. Oh, wow. That's, wow. that's fantastic. Wow. Sorry, I hate it so much, man. <laughs> <laughs> let, me say this other, let me say this other thing about it, too. Tom Noonan, who's kind of like, he's, yeah. uh, Tom. It's Tom Noonan. Tom. Noonan? Is it? Tom. Uh, yeah, Tom. Tom. I thought it was Tom. Tim. Noonan was really good in this, by the mm-hmm. way. I think yeah. like, it was, I hated the way that they used him at the end, but like. Yeah, he his, doesn't get a good, he doesn't get a good ending. No, the way, but the, but his, his delivery mm-hmm. whenever he was, when he would speak was just so subtle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was so good. He did. And so like. Stuff. Like there's there's a lot to really lo- love and appreciate about the movie, so don't like I hate to just crap all over it. <laughs> it's just so boring, but th- but the cinematography is great. You could tell that they really did want to make it was a, an homage to that to early eighties uh, horror in particular, and uh-huh. late seventies mm-hmm. early early eighties. The cinematography was great. It just looked really good, and it's just to me that's what's part of what's so friggin' unfortunate about it is because mm-hmm. I should have it had all of the elements of something that I would like. Every like mm-hmm. even like the cult bit, I'm like yeah, that's cool. The cult, they're bad. Cultists are bad. Like if she gets away or or like I was I, I was sitting there and it it turned it uh, it messed up my expectations because I thought well the friend will come in the in the second at the end of the second act and the two of them will get out together and she'll save her. And so whenever it was like, are you the babysitter? Pop I'm like. <gasps> <laughs> Ooh, I did not expect yeah. that. I like that. I like the unexpected. So it's yeah. it is a bummer that I didn't like it as much as I did. I, oh, like, yeah. I want I wanted to like it, but oof, didn't 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 ring my bells, baby. I definitely think it's a film that is that the strongest parts of it are the pieces of it more so than the sum of all the parts together. Mm. But maybe, yeah. maybe so, maybe so. Well, let's do let's do the last big one for the evening. Um, mm-hmm. We managed to get through three. Um, this next one is is the one that I forced both of you to watch. Um, John, I'm going to make you give the recap of this one. I think the the, the brief summary is uh, we got four criminals that uh, have a reunion after one of their buddies gets out of uh, out of prison, and it is a director's vain, desperate attempts to attempt to make Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, and but. and fell right on his face the entire time. Unfortunately, it was Mark Hamill's face. <laughs> and Mark was... Hamill did such a great job, though. No, he didn't. Okay, <laughs> he so didn't. we're talking about we're, uh, for chat. We're talking about Sushi Girl at this point. Yeah, Sushi Girl, yeah. Sushi Girl. Uh, and uh, and then there was like the and then the the big reveal at the very end was that the Sushi Girl was that it was a revenge film all along. Yes, effectively, yeah. I gotta be honest, Zach. You were like, I'd be surprised if I enjoyed it. I loved this film. Oh, it, dude. Cheap, cheap Reservoir <laughs> Dogs knockoff, maybe. But I freaking loved every second of this movie. It was predictable. It the dialogue was kind of cheap. The dialogue sometimes. was so bad. It's so bad. It's I'm not so even gonna... Mark Hamill's overacting was phenomenal. Oh, I loved he's every second up, of this. He straight up Joker laughed. I know multiple times. In the I movie. know, and I was so happy. Like, like Mark, I you do better than this, brother. I was expecting so something so much more dour and mean spirited than this movie actually was, and I was so happy. Oh no, no, <laughs> no, no, no! It was. Uh... Zach, I'll never forgive you for making me watch this. Movie. Really? <laughs> like never. That's awesome. <laughs> it was so. Look, Devils. At least, at least the House of the Devil had redeeming features and qualities in it. 
Let me tell you what this did, movie did for me, though. I'm going to tell you. It made me very sad for Mark Hamill. That's what this movie did for me. <laughs> it made me so sad because you could tell like Mark had been only doing voice acting stuff for a while. And I remember whenever he did uh, The Force Awakens, they, this was filmed probably, I think, two or three years before Force Awakens was mm-hmm. filmed and came out. And I remember he was so pissed because whenever they did Force Awakens, he was like in the last 15 seconds of the movie and he had been working out and had lost, lost a lot of weight and it was pissed about having to lose weight in the first place. And then he did force awakenings. He's like, I did all that for nothing. And then he had to maintain his weight loss for like another five years after that. So that they could use him in the next two star Wars movies. And he was just like really crabby and pissy and hungry all the time. And you can kind of tell because Mark was not in like, it just made me sad for Mark. And I'm glad that Mark has kind of, hopefully he's found a better place mentally and in his career because sushi was sushi girl was a, was not a low point. He had damn near buried that. Plan. That movie was awful <laughs> it was awful man that's great i i i expected nothing less uh or more from from from, <laughs> from mark hamill well from you i uh, really yes. cool. <laughs> yeah like 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 i think i definitely shot a message to both of you and it's like first yes. off i apologize for this movie <laughs> yeah. second off i would be surprised if either one of you like it yeah apology um, not accepted <laughs> You're so you were so wrong. I I enjoyed it so much. The first, the, the first thirty minutes, I was like, "This is just a." I can see where this is going, and, and mm-hmm. I I loved the fact that it had um, Candyman in it. I can't remember his name. That's that's the Ted. I think I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I'll find, I'll find Ted something. And then one at first, so you have Tony Todd in it. You have um, you have James Duvall in it. Um, you have Noah Hathaway in it. Which yeah. That, okay. So that's the cool. Okay. Cool. Like that's the cool thing about it, right? Yeah, it had Tony Todd in it, who is who's Candyman, right? Mm-hmm. It had Noah Hathaway, who is Atreyu for Pete's yeah. sake. And boy, does he not look like a Atreyu, Atreyu anymore? They did no, a good job yeah. making him look like a like a grizzled. Either, either life did it or makeup did it. And uh, but you I, have like, Danny uh, Trejo for a hot minute. Yep. You oh, have, yeah. You have a lot of people nice... for a hot minute, like a yeah. lot of people for just like, boop, boop. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so gridlock for, for people who haven't seen this movie, it is, it, they all get together. Uh, they had done a, uh, a job six years ago, stolen diamonds. Nobody mm-hmm. knows exactly where the diamonds are. And the bag man is the man that just got out of prison. And so they're all getting together to meet with the bagman for him to tell them hopefully where the diamonds are. And if he won't tell them, they're going to make him tell them. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the movie is them trying to make him tell them where the diamonds are interspersed with flashbacks where mm-hmm. we see the crime happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then you're right at, at the end, you, you have a reveal that, that there's, there's a couple levels of setup going mm-hmm. on yeah. in this and then and, you can tell that there's like a it's it's meant to be relatively claustrophobic. Uh, mm-hmm. Whenever they're whenever they're, it's not doing the flashbacks right. When it's claustrophobic, they're stuck in it's like a single room. It's, again, it's very Reservoir Dogs. Like you yeah. can tell they were trying so hard to make this a Tarantino esque mm-hmm. kind of like a, a crime drama, right? And it just it didn't land for me. Now I was it. it caught me the part where i really got interested though where like i went from like just being 
passively interested to like, okay, you have my full attention is when, be, and, and I don't know if this was intentional, but up until, you know, that first, I guess I would call it kind of a twist. I, because I thought fish was the protagonist of the film. Like I understand that it was kind of set up to be an ensemble film, but just based off the way the intro and the movie was working out, I was like, okay, fish is the protagonist of this film. And then a little over halfway through, he's just not in the film anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He's murdered. Um, <laughs> and I think uh, chat chat's asking, how is this horror? So first off, I'll say it's not really a horror movie, but I kind of threw a handful of movies into the like, Hey, talking to with Zach, like what have you, what are these? Have you not seen that would be interesting to talk about? Would you care to check out? Mm-hmm. And sushi girl was on that list. I think the only way that it can be considered a horror movie is just for the sheer level of the torture scenes. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's They're really brutal. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, with the, the, just the shots of his face afterwards and like mm. his cheeks and stuff. Oh man, that was pretty brutal. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, 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 it definitely escalates further than Reservoir Dogs es- escalates. Yeah. So we've talked about it, Reservoir Dogs a lot, but I think that this is definitely a much more visceral version of that. More, Way more less like mock, sh- like shock value in yes. that as opposed to kind of like uh, in Reservoir Dogs. It's, I wouldn't say that it's oh, there's nothing about Tarantino that's subtle, but it's definitely it's subtle by comparison. That's sure. an amazing note for this movie, right? This yeah. makes Tarantino look subtle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah um, I don't know that there's anything else that I would say to this. I really think the flashbacks make this movie why I enjoy it. Like, I think if you don't have the flashbacks and like all of that, like little scene bits, like the, what you get is then just really a Mark Hamill vehicle mm-hmm. that is fun for Mark Hamill, but really has not a lot else but the flashbacks and kind of the story that you learn from the flashbacks and the different personalities and learning a little bit more about the characters, because the characters don't really have heavy personalities right. at the sushi table where they, where you see a little bit more about who they are is in the flashback scenes. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like that element. I like the, um, I like, I always am a sucker. I think I've said this on stream. I think one of our other movie chats, I said this, I'm a sucker for an ensemble cast where everybody is unique and different, Mm -hmm. right? Where they all have their specialty. And this is definitely that, right? Max is the brute, the dog, right? They say that in the movie. And, and Crow is the, is the needler. And you got Mm -hmm. all these fun little specialties. And I, I think that's a really, I don't know. There's something about that. That's endearing for a movie to do. Um, first. And, and I, I do appreciate again, like you said, I think that when you have an ensemble cast in a movie like this, especially where you're trying to make this kind of film, having the characters around that table be a little bit one note, especially in those scenes and then revealing a little bit more through flashbacks is a good way to tell that story because you don't want to humanize these characters too much. That's going to take a lot away from, making them stand out and making them individuals when you, cause everybody has overlaying, you know, things about themselves that are in common with everyone. But with these characters, they are for the most part, they are their characters and they embody those characters. And I, I appreciate that in a movie like this. Last question. And then we got to move on. Um, if Mark Hamill wasn't in this movie, in my opinion, it would be knocked down at least a letter grade. Yeah. 
it, do you guys feel the same or do you feel like he he's a net wash or a net negative for this? Aside from uh, t- uh, Tony Todd, which would have been he would have been compelling enough to keep me in it. But Mark Hamill was mm-hmm. what really made me enjoy watching this movie so much that and I think his name was Francis. I hadn't seen that guy in a movie. The last time I saw him in a movie was Independence Day because he played mm-hmm. Rust's like oldest son. And I was yeah. like, I just kept thinking about that. I was like, hmm, this is, I should watch Independence Day. <laughs> well, it's like, is, that's what this movie does. It's like, man, I should watch Star Wars when I liked Mark Hamill. Oh, man, I should I should watch Tony Todd when he had a really great role in Candyman. Oh, man, I should watch Danny Trejo because I really like Machete. <laughs> that's like that's what I did with like every single person in this movie. It's like, man, they had another really great movie that wasn't this one. <laughs> I liked. I liked. I think that for me, for uh, with Mark Hamill not in it, that's tough. I think it's more like a, it's a wash, honestly. Mm. The Mark Hamill being in it was a, was more of a curiosity than anything anything else to see what he was doing in that that interim. Because after the Force Awakens came out, I do remember him being in the Kingsman and a couple of other things after that. Since then, that are not Star Wars related. And they're they're pretty good. They're really small bit parts, right? So I didn't really know what it was that he was doing. Had not kept up with him uh, in the the two thousands and early two thousand tens, and for good reason, apparently. Uh, but <laughs> Tony Todd, I will say this as it, one of the the good parts in the movie was him. He yeah. was he's uh-huh. he's okay. the same, pretty much the same character in every movie that he plays in. But I like that character, and uh-huh. I, and it, there's nothing wrong with it, right? He's just he has again like he that Tom, like Tom Noonan right it's that like a more of a subtle mm-hmm. like a low key like you could tell Tony Todd was really trying really 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 trying in this movie Mark Hamill was just like he was Jeremy Irons in Dungeons and Dragons he's like I'm going to chew up every freaking scene I possibly can and act it like as much of a dingleberry as possible in every scene and he even said as much because I did extra work on mine not only did that, I watched the interviews of Mark Hamill and some of the others the as they were doing their their press press corps stuff, right? And he even said he goes, "Oh, I'm so excited to work with Tony Todd because he's just so he's so relaxed. And he brings such as like low energy, and I get to be as ridiculous as I want to be." And I'm like, "You sure did, buddy. You sure <laughs> did." <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh- well, here, let's do a quick little bonus here. Uh, we don't have to spend a lot of time on it. We'll just spend a couple minutes. But I uh, last movie that, that we kind of had on the list was Beyond the Black Rainbow. I did not even ask John to be subjected to this one. Because if you thought that House of the Devil was slow. Oh, man. yeah, man. Have I got a movie for you? Zach, <laughs> I, I I was on fire for this movie. Because it's, it's, it's um, directed by the same guy that does that really crazy episode of... Um, cabinet of curiosities Mm. john the the cabinet of curiosities episode where you have like the weird psychedelic colors and they all like sit in the room that's this guy that's a great episode for sure i was all prepared to be like john you should check this one out too and then i watched it i'm like this is a really slow movie which has incredible visuals and Mm -hmm. really great like color and ideas like almost to the level at points of like 2001 Right, like not as in like concepts, but in the like the what you're seeing on the screen has an atmosphere like that at times. And it's very evocative visually. Yeah, it's very referential. I would say to to mm-hmm. various movies and various mm-hmm. ideas in movies. Um, 
So, so like visually, it has some cool moments, like the scene where he's going on this like LSD trip or whatever he is, and right. he's he's like he sees himself, and then he's like crawling out of a black pit. Yeah, and he's coated in black, and you're like, and it's all white everywhere else. It's like these yeah. are just wildly weird visuals. Yeah, um, the scene where she's escaping and she has to like crawl through things and everything, and yeah. everything is like it's very. Um, the colors are alive and yeah. the shapes are alive in that, those scenes like, it's like, wow, that's very crazy to look at. But, but I like, I had to watch it with subtitles, which I almost always watch everything with subtitles, but the, the yeah. sound quality of this movie is not good. It's so quiet. Oh, it's so quiet. It, you cannot hear anything that they're saying. Like they basically whisper, <laughs> they whisper the entire movie and not like whisper in succinct ways. But like murmur, whisper. Yeah, there's mm. a lot of whispers. It's hard to hear rosemary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're just like, what? what did you just say? Yeah, it's exactly that. Um, fumbles and, from Dick Tracy. And it's not a it's not a straightforward idea either, because no. as I understand it, this girl has like telekinetic powers. As far as I understand it, I've seen this movie yeah. a few times. That's cool. And 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 she's kept in this bunker. By this dude who is kind of a new age idea guy. And he's kind of trying to figure out how to harness her powers. But he also has a fascination with her. Mm -hmm. And really what you see. I think the only redeeming part of this is I think that what we also see as alongside her progression. Subtle progression as a character and getting out and all that. Is we see his surrender to being a sadistic mm-hmm. um, serial killer by the end of it. Right. Like, like the, like I almost like I was thinking about like at towards the end of this movie, I'm like, this show is like almost a showcase of in, in some ways inaccurate. I, I don't know. Maybe that's not even fair, but it feels kind of like you're in the mind of someone who has chosen to become a, a, a killer. Uh, to mm-hmm. give in to all their base impulses, base instincts, and kind of societal norms, and just become the weird alien entity, right? That that has no real connection to humanity, right? And yeah, exactly. Because like, and just uh, John for and chat for your benefit, um, this the bunker, so to speak, is is mm-hmm. like a out in the California desert. There's like this big dome shaped building. It's called the arborea institute and the film takes place in 1983 as well i believe Mm -hmm. um same as house of the devil and again shot similarly like grainy film style too which i really enjoy but it's like this big bunker out in the middle of the california desert and it's like this weird like psychic psych psychic research lab run by this guy named dr arborea who's like an old ailing man who's about to die and the antagonist of the film is like his, his uh, protege protege. And he mm-hmm. has like, again, that scene where he like takes, goes on the LSD trip and like sees himself going into the tar and coming at, back out. He like has like something violent is unlocked in him when that happens during that scene. And so through like by the end of the movie, as you're watching her try and come to terms with herself and escaping and all this, you're watching him again, surrender to this. Like you said, Zach, to the point where weird stuff starts happening, where you figure out like he's wearing a wig, the whole film. And he just like, 
eschews wearing the wig and just chooses to go completely bald and be he looks almost alien by weird eyes weird eyes he, he takes contacts out and he's got like pale or whatever eyes i can't remember maybe mm-hmm. black pupils yeah like, black pupils because it's almost like they're so dilated permanently but but i'm john if you watch this movie and you love it i don't know you anymore because <laughs> I, I like made a call i was like well, how's I was the getting... devil john movie yeah. beyond the black well, rainbow not a john movie yeah well, there, uh, there again there are elements in this that i like so far you told me about like uh, secret installation, telekinesis, girl with telekinesis. Um, the the way that it's shot. I'm, I'm just looking at like I'm sitting over here looking at some of the the imagery of it is baby face guards. Really, really right. Uh, it's really it it does remind me of a uh, uh like a, a 2001. You're yeah. right. It really does. Like a lot, a lot of the way that it, the way that it's shot and the way that the, the the scenery, the environment is it's very. Mm-hmm. It is very sleek. It is very flat. Uh, with with uh, and everything is toned by particular colors uh, mm-hmm. in each one, and it it does it ha- harkens back to like a lot of uh, sci-fi in like late seventies sci-fi. Yeah, very much. Feels, right. Exactly. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No. Go for it. Go for it. I was gonna say I have. Again, one. Le- this is my third favorite horror film of all time, probably movie of all time. Really? And yeah, and this is my final question for you. Uh, and this is my thought on it. Imagine the main, the antagonist of this film, right? Yeah. Replace him with Christian Bale, and tell me it wouldn't be oh, like 10 it's identical. Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that's a role for a but, Christian Bale type. Yeah, character. his yeah. acting would have taken Christian Bale. The guy did an amazing job. Whoever that actor is, who portrayed the doctor did an amazing job but like christian bale would have taken that performance christian up just bale a likes to like he likes devolving a character mm-hmm. right so that's um uh, 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 uh american psycho that's um the machinist things yeah. like that right like mm-hmm. he he likes that sort of a personality it would have worked really well for him honestly like <clears throat> so so i'll do my confession right i made it through like an hour and a half of this movie, however long this movie is. I think it's an hour and 50 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she starts escaping, I was like, I will bet money that nothing happens for 10 minutes in this escape scene. And I, I was like, I'm willing to bet this. So I just took the the fast forward knob and watched her walk through a building for 10 minutes. And, play. <laughs> and then I went back and watched it. And I was like, literally, just her walking through a building for 10 minutes and not even like we've already seen the most interesting parts of the building at that point. So I really, this is the, I will say that I think that some of this is you have to hit that 90 minute runtime in order to be a feature film. Right. And I, or there's a, there's a, I'm not a, I'm not a buff in that way. Right. I don't know the, the actual rulings, but I do feel like in some of these movies, there is a scene where they're like, we have some extra footage here. Let's just put it in. And that gets us to 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. And we're good. Right? Mm-hmm. And because I think you could have cut her walking through that down substantially and, and wouldn't have hurt the movie. And it really it was just several moments like that where I was like, where John felt like we caught 15 minutes and then 30 minutes. I felt like it was like 10 minutes. Then then you get like five minutes of interesting, then 10 minutes of long. Mm-hmm. Five minutes of interesting, 10 minutes of long. So I'm like... Let's Here's move. the thing. Yes. And, and that is probably true in a lot of horror films. Panos Cosmatos was, is the son of a, a famous cinematographer. And he actually like 
cut his teeth on working with his dad on Tombstone back in the 90s. So, I mean, this guy lives and breathes cinematography. If there are extra long 10-minute shots in a movie that just go nowhere, it's because this guy is in love with just cinematography. <laughs> no, that, that might be fair. <laughs> well, I think that if we go just to, to go back to House of the Devil and beat it up one more time, I think, now I'm sitting here thinking about it, maybe that, that house was really pretty. Maybe what they were trying to do is they were trying to, like, it was really just a pitch to sell the house. So that's why there's so much scenery of her going through every <laughs> single room and opening every it's door. It's a Zillow ad in the middle. <laughs> that's, of... really, that's really all it is. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, anyway, but beyond the Black Rainbow, that there's a lot in here that I think I'd probably enjoy. That uh, it's a, a bummer you didn't enjoy. I'm going to try it out. See what happens. Yeah, if, hey, listen, it's free. You can watch it for free. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll say, like, I, I'm super happy that other people like it. Like, I'm... It, it just didn't work at all on my end, except for like as a thought experiment, but not mm-hmm. as when I was experimenting. That's fair. Fellas, I think we're going to try to do this one more time. I don't know if John will be in, on for the ride, but we'll try to squeeze Look, one more. If these are the dregs, if we're going towards the dregs, I'll disinvite myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys have got it. But, but if I may, before we scoot out, I've got, I have one thing that I can do that I can, I can redeem this, this hour of pain uh with my own list of horror <laughs> movies that that sure. people can, can watch out or they can they could come back out to discord and i'll throw them out there too so we're not spending too much time we'll get sure. give top three because that's what zach that's what we forced zach to do initially okay excellent so for top three oh crap what i've got or, like 20 i literally have 27 watch. here yeah no. that you okay. should watch I, yeah. let me do this i'm gonna throw some out there that you may not have seen there you go right because i've got stuff in here like the classics right the exorcist sure. jaws and whatnot the train to busan great watch movie it. Mm-hmm. fantastic movie if you like zombie movies at all that's a good solid zombie movie good. the what is, the peninsula i think is the next the movie that's after that one it's, it's it's good not nearly as good as the first one um what's another good one? Oh man go back and watch slither if you haven't seen slither oh yeah Slither's like excellent. An, another another fun silly gross out drag me to hell-esque type of movie if you dig that uh and dog soldiers oh go that's dog soldiers it's i a need good to watch flick. that that's a good mm. one, right? I'd, I'd say I wouldn't say that they're the top ten or top three necessarily, but like just looking at these immediately, things that you probably have not seen that are a bit uh, off the pale a bit, but are solid horror flicks. That's very good. That's a good list. Zach, do you have any uh, recommendation? I'll, I'll tell you what we're going to be talking about next time. How about that? Because sure. we know that list. We're going to be talking about ready or not. Perfect. Okay. Um. Uh, so this this is the warning list for John. Excellent, uh, thank you. I'll do my research you, next time before I before I uh, subscribe before to anything. <laughs> so we're gonna be watching Ready or Not, which I I'm sure John will like. I think everybody mm-hmm. will like that. Um, we're gonna be talking about the taking of Deborah Logan. Per, oh yeah, that's a good one. We're gonna be talking about VHS ninety nine. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> Hard pass. Sure, sure. And we're gonna be talking about All Hallows Eve. Oh. Uh, okay. Interesting, another anthology-ish type film. Yeah, yeah, because okay. I, I and I've already made it through those 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 three plus my ready or not recommendations. So perfect. That's not going to be next week, people. That's going to be like towards around Halloween. But um, if you want to keep up, you need to watch All Hallows Eve, Taking of Deborah Logan, um, VHS ninety nine, Ready or Not. And if John decides he wants to sneak in, um, then he he'll grab one of those other movies that he just yeah. mentioned. Yeah, th- or I'll, I'll throw another one in there. Have you guys seen? Uh, not throwing this out. Have you seen? Tucker versus uh, Tucker oh, and Dale yeah. versus Evil. Yeah, yes. My God, Classic. quality, quality. Holy if you like Tucker and Dale, I would maintain that you are going to really like 
ready or not. So, yeah. So, so if, 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 if Tucker and Dale versus evil is your type of horror and you've suffered through this entire episode, listening to weird horror and you're like, why can't we talk about fun stuff like that? Uh, ready or not is going to be right up your alley. Next awesome. Time. Awesome. I will. I don't know, man. I'll think about it. Yeah. Weird thing I, happened the other night. Fool me, fool me once. Shame on you. <laughs> fool me twice. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yeah. Uh, weird thing happened the other night. My wife actually introduced me to a horror movie, which I'd never even heard of, uh, but we watched it together and I very much enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, it's it, it reminded me so much of a Mike Flanagan miniseries. Uh, I, I dug it all the way through. It's called The Block Island Sound. And I do recommend it. Mm. Very cool. Well, post that movie and John post your movies into Discord. We'll make sure that all the movies are in there. So if you guys want to follow along, that's great. We got to wrap this sucker up. But Zach, thanks for um, thanks for hanging out and, and providing a list. Thanks for um, having me. John, thanks for coming and shitting on everybody's favorite <laughs> oh, stuff. Man. Uh, Let me tell you, you know. it wasn't my pleasure. It was my duty. Okay, <laughs> I'm trying to save people here. All right, it was a literal duty. The Lord's work. Right? Yeah, that you took all over our all over our hearts. <laughs> it sure did. I right. dutied so hard. That's right. Uh, I squeezed it out. Good. That's right. Mike, we'll see you at Game Hall uh, here in a little bit. I'll see you at Game Hall. Uh, we're getting ready to go to New York City for the Comic Con there, so we got a lot of stuff. John will probably be entertaining you guys over the next week or so. But until then, we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe out there. Be kind. All that good stuff. Rewind.